What are you drinking today? My guilty pleasure, a rock star. This episode is off to a whack start. <laughs> is it a guilty pleasure if you have it like three times a week? Or is that just a normal pleasure? I think pleasure? that's just a pleasure. That's just regular pleasure. So would you say when you drink rock, rock star, you're, you're pleasuring yourself? <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> I'm drinking a noon tablet. Every time. <laughs> every time. A hoe can't be dehydrated. My knee still really hurts. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Do you want some Midol? What's that? <laughs> it's meant for period cramps. I think that's a different part of the body. <laughs> well, that's what I have. Your period makes your like knee pop out of place. <laughs> it makes weird things happen for sure. If you are hearing this right now, it means we're covering some graphic topics in today's episode. This is a true crime and paranormal podcast. There's going to be some murder. (laughs) Hello, hello. Welcome to Archive. Murder mystery all around mayhem. That's Ben. That's Bailey. And this is Archive. Already said it. We're like all over the place this morning, but that's fine. Shout out to our one one listener in Dublin. Yeah. (laughs) We saw you on our analytics. Thanks. I want to shout out like all the different places. Um, we have a couple in Australia, one in Dublin, a um, few of you in like Sweden, Finland. Sweden, Finland, I think is primarily Spotify. I don't know if it'll show up on the RSS feed. But anyways, my case this week, uh, the episode's probably going to be fairly short because guess what? As usual, I have no time <laughs> to finish writing new cases. Yeah, we're back in school now. Well... I'm back in school and I have to finish an art an art piece for an, an upcoming show and then also finish my grad school applications. So I've been incredibly busy. <laughs> um, hence the shorter episode today. Sorry about it. Oh, well. Oh, my God. I started Euphoria. It's so good, right? <laughs> that shit is whack. I think the people who wrote this show were so out of touch with high school. It's definitely people no, in their like, on, 40s. Come on. What were you? You were playing Minecraft in high school. Okay, you were not having these rages <laughs> yeah, right, and popping right. like in Molly. I feel like that might be how it is now, At though. Seventeen? No, it's not. Not as insane like as Euphoria. I don't know. Maybe I'm. They just go old. off, but it's not. That's not what I was doing in high school. I was a band geek in high school. I guess the things they're worried about seem to make sense. Well, until. But it's just like I don't want to spoil anything, but you know. Yeah, I'm only on episode two. They're trying to fit so much drama into like these like small episodes. It's like, okay, I could understand like maybe one person in the friend group has something like whack going on, but like everybody, everybody's yeah, got everyone their own. Always has their own stuff going on. I know, but like That's real life. they're all like normally it's like everybody has problems, but then there's like trauma level problems. Oh yeah, everybody has and everybody like, has trauma those. level problems. Yeah. I feel like every time so far that I've said, all right, I want to do my case, we just immediately into another subject. That's okay. We had to warm up. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Warmed up. All right. Um, this week, uh, kind of grisly. So if you... Perfect. I know we put the warning at the beginning of every, every podcast, but this case, kind of murdery. So if you're, if you're squeamish, watch out. Watch yourself. This week we're covering the Thames Torso Murders. I torso literally murders? in, in all insane. caps I wrote remember to do disclaimer at the top. Grizzly. <laughs> that is what I wrote. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um 
American me wants to pronounce this Thames, T-H-A-M-E-S, Thames. That but I'm sounds pretty a lot sure better. Th- if it Thames. has an H in there, I would want to say Thames. Thames. Yeah. Should we say the Thames? Because I thought it was the Thames. Thames is weird if it has an H. I know, but the British talk weird. Look it up. I don't know. The British speak weird. They speak wrong. Okay, how do we say this? So I actually put a noon tablet in my Rockstar. Okay, here we go. How do we pronounce this? Man on YouTube. Flows through southern England, including, of course, London. It flows for about 215 miles. What the fuck? We are looking at how to pronounce Thames River. Thames. Bruh, come <laughs> on. That is... I'm pretty sure this guy... That's too far. I'm pretty sure this guy is French anyways. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Thames from now on. The Thames torso. Oh, wait, that's what Italian. What was that? <laughs> I thought you were doing a French accent, so I did the, like, hands, but that's Italian. <laughs> oh, my God. You're supposed to be the, the accent expert. <laughs> hey, accents, all right? Not gestures. Mm, okay. Anyways, okay. Credit where credit's due. I get a lot of this from Netflix. There's this new show that I'm obsessed with. Well, it's not new. It's Love You Will Never Stop Watching. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Anyways, it's called Murder Maps. Um, it's really cool. And I watched an episode about the Brighton Trunk murders. And they mentioned this this case briefly in that episode. So I just went down a little Google rabbit trail. Shoot, and I don't think I know about the Brighton Trunk murders. I'll cover it eventually. Okay. I mean, that was a really good episode. But anyways, uh, truecrimedatabase.com, my fave. Are we ready, folks? Oh, do you? Wikipedia. Uh, we'll love, love you. you. But what? Love what you. <laughs> we'll never donate. donate. I said we'll love you. Yeah, you never threw me donate. off there for a second. <laughs> that was a, an opinion. The love you will never donate is an opinion. Hate you will definitely donate. <laughs> we'll, we'll love you. Never donate is a statement. <laughs> Anti Wikipedia. Oh my god. Campaign. Jesus. That's our merch. That's messed up. Do not donate to Wikipedia. <laughs> just kidding if your heart so desires you should donate oh my god you know what i've just realized i have worn these exact jeans every time we have done mm-hmm. an episode no i think i did video. notice that actually i promise i own more than one pair of pants she doesn't wash them either i can I smell do. her from here <laughs> that's you that's to... you the I one who just said took you... a shower you're the one who said you had to take a shit <laughs> not anymore <laughs> the squint you look like casper <laughs> Uh, anyways and then um i read a couple of i forgot we were talking about the case i did a couple of um british newspaper articles as well as the book sons of cain um which kind of inspired me to find more torso murders because the sons of cain book opens um with a chapter about the cleveland torso murder inspired me to find some more (laughs) torso murders well there's a bunch you have the cleveland torso murders you have the Times square torso murders um obviously the brighton trunk murders where torsos as well anyways lots of torsos happening but um or not happening no they were happening getting unhappened (laughs) getting unhappened that would probably be limbs limbs getting unhappened oh yeah and then it's the torsos and then you're left with the torso yeah. I don't want to debate the science of this. Um, <laughs> the Thames Torso the Murders is a series of incredibly infamous grisly murders in the 18th century in London. 
Um, they're often called the Thames Mysteries or the Embankment Murders. So it goes by a few different names, but all of those names refer to the same set of murders from, I want to say, 1873 to 1902. 1873 to 1902. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That is a long time. Guess what was also happening in the 1880s in London during this time? I very, should probably know. Very famous. The Beatles? <laughs> Did you know that girls would literally piss themselves out of excitement at their concerts? So the whole place would just smell like piss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I watched a Beatles documentary. What the fuck? Yeah, because oh. they thought the Beatles were like so cute and like they were so, you know, the world had beetle fever or whatever. I've never been like, they wow, that person's so hot. I'm literally going to piss myself right now. Well, their concerts were and so And then packed. actually piss myself. And that's never <laughs> happened. You thought about it, but you didn't actually do it. <laughs> well, their concerts were so packed that like it was probably hard to get to the bathroom too. Well, okay. That's just a logistics issue. That's not like a, Anyways. that's not like a, oh my God, they're so hot. I literally pissed myself. <laughs> that's a that's a i cannot physically get to the bathroom and so i'm gonna piss myself and also wow they're so hot you know if, i think it's correlation not causation they're pissing themselves out of excitement and then the beetles are up there like oh god smells like piss in here bro <laughs> hey who pissed and then all of them <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about oh the paramedic pulling you out of the car bro smells like piss in here <laughs> the beetles up on set bro smells like piss in here <laughs> Anyways, um, so the perpetrator of the Thames Torso murders wasn't the only killer loose in London at the time. Like, did oh, I even... Jack the Ripper. Yeah, ja- that's sorry. what it's gonna be. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I... You said Lo- as soon as you said London, I was like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. I literally asked you what else was going on during this time period. You in said London. in Europe. I said in London. Did you roll back the tapes? Guess what was also happening in the 1880s in London? bullshit i'm pretty sure i said london but um yeah jack the ripper he was also operating at the same time in london's east end uh okay so mind you i wrote this case like months and months ago maybe like a year ago even um i for some reason felt the need to put in the note i ain't never seen two pretty murderers (laughs) (laughs) always one of them gotta be ugly (laughs) definitely jack the ripper would have been ugly I mean, he he's ugly in the anime that I watched. He was like Edward Scissorhands mixed with like Dr. Octopus. It was Ew. crazy. Oh, shit. Okay, I hate yeah. that. No, yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, London in the 1880s, just not a place you wanted to be. Lots of murder happening. Not a great place if you're trying to be a victim, but if you're trying to be a murderer, good place. Perfect place. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though there's a lot of murder, though, people were still shocked when a woman's dismembered torso was found on the banks of the River Thames near the town of Raynham in May of 1884. Yeah, they were still shocked. What? That's just funny because like, because <laughs> like, mm, you know, just this just happens now. <laughs> Fuck. Another Tuesday, another, another torso. Anyways, they were shocked when a torso appeared on the bank of the River Thames. Throughout April and June, more of her remains would be found with the exception of her head and her upper chest. Uh, so it was like her actual like torso, like she was missing um, her chest and then... Um, oh, what? Like the upper chest. I so like her collarbones. Like, yeah, yeah. Like your it is, but she was missing... ribs to like your collarbone or something. Yeah, she was... It was her torso, but she was missing like her collarbone area. So that's like oh, the upper, Jesus. upper chest. And she had no head, so... Oh my God. Um, They never found these other parts of her body so her head or her upper chest which i mean i'm assuming they're still connected so um 
her just like from the collarbones up they never found um and it's it's unknown if the killer discarded those body parts somewhere else or i mean yeah because we don't know Um, brought them into a cave fed his children them if he kept them as a trophy i don't know um mounted on the wall like a freaking like a deer jesus christ do you know how many killers keep stuff from their victims like ed gein he made he made like a nipple lampshade and all sorts of stuff nipple belt he just made clothes it's like a bunch of nipples together Mm mm-hmm that's wild. Yeah, you made stuff out of their skin. Anyways. Um, Damn. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's very gross. Um, but, oh, you know what I also think, though, too, is maybe he cut off her head so she would be difficult to identify. That's the thing. Because this is yeah. happening in 1884. It's not like they're fingerprinting people on a regular basis. They don't know what DNA is yet. Like, the face is how you identify someone. Mm-hmm. Like, oftentimes, if there was, like, a body found somewhere they would take a photo of the dead body put it in the newspaper yeah have it be identified no head Shoot. no identification that's fucked up though just take a picture of them all gory and shit no no no. they like dress yeah. you up and like get you funeral ready they would do that that's good that's really good in my head like when i'm reading and everything i'm like wow you don't hear about murderers like this today and it's probably because it's so much harder to commit murders like this today like you would be caught so easily like leave one strand of hair behind and you're caught like yeah no wonder there's so much more murder back then you could just do it and then nobody would know fingerprints blood teeth Mm -hmm. hair anyways that was just an observation that i had while doing this doing this whole case is like oh he cut off her head so she wouldn't be identified because literally no way to identify somebody besides their face at this point anyways but it makes you think like why if he can hide the head wouldn't you want to just have none of the body found well he doesn't want to be caught but there's also a possibility he wants to flaunt like i'm doing this and you can't stop me too that happens Mm. a lot with killers as well where they want that makes they want recognition for their crimes but they don't want to be caught per se Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like jack the ripper would send letters to the local newspapers like he's actually the one who named himself jack the ripper he would be like taunting the newspapers and things but again you couldn't identify him but he he wanted to be recognized so Anyways, Damn. just something I thought of. But uh, the woman herself was never identified. Like I said, they couldn't identify her. Um, and the murder would become known in the papers as the Rainham Mystery. Uh, the second canonical murder of the Thames River Killer would come to light between September 11th and October 17th of 1888. So this is four years after the first murder. Huh. Um, and when I, I say canonical because there are some murders that are widely assumed to be Mm, copycat or something to be the thames river killer himself um and to be carried out by the same person but there's also some similar murders that happened around the time that for some reason or another um police at the time did not were not 100 percent sure that they could be attributed to the thames river killer so canonical we know that it's the same person who committed all of these murders so there probably Um, is more though they're probably more and i will but talk about them later ones but. that they can like confirm or whatever yeah but for some reason back then with the technology and everything they had they couldn't confirm it 100 percent. so mm. um the second canonical murder though 1888 uh, from september 11th through 18th october 17th excuse me uh, the dismembered remains of a woman were discovered at three different sites in the center of london um, including Jeez. the future site of the scotland yard which is interesting 
Do you know what the Scotland Yard is? Mm-mm. It's like the headquarters of police for London. It's like really famous. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's like the big police building or whatever. Hmm. Um, this incident is called the Whitehall Mystery. And the first appendage to be found was the right arm and shoulder of a woman on the banks of the River Thames in Pimlico, which is kind of a borough area of London. Hmm. Um, it was initially thought that the arm was put there by, uh, like, as a prank by medical students, but like, worst prank ever. <laughs> like, what? I don't. This is not the first time that this has happened, where people yeah. are like, "This is a prank by a medical student." Are what you kidding the hell? me? <laughs> read the room guys there's two murderers active in london right now don't just be leaving your cadavers everywhere i mean even if there weren't murders going on already that's just the worst prank like, to play why ever. the fuck would you assume that let me like, leave this so dismembered body piece over yeah, here they're like oh it's just the it's just the psychotic medical students oh medical students will again, be medical students traumatizing everyone again what the fuck i know imagine you're just going to the park and there's just a full-on cadaver just in the park that would just scar you for the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely. Seeing a dead body outside of anywhere besides a hospital is just like jarring. And then if maybe I'd be okay. No, I'd still be scarred. But I'd be more <laughs> okay if somebody popped out with a camera and was like, oh, look, it's a prank. No, I'd still I'd be, be. I'd still be messed up, <laughs> but I wouldn't be as messed up. I guess. But that's not even like this isn't even the first case I've covered where they're like, oh, maybe it was a prank these dismembered body pieces and it's like yeah. no okay nobody's leaving out di- dismembered body pieces as a prank to be like oh maybe there's a murderer yeah nobody's that's, doing that it's the worst prank ever i want my body donated to science anyways <laughs> later on <laughs> police would find the torso belonging to the same victim um and as the arm on october 17th and a reporter with the help of a police dog found the left leg of the victim cut above the knee um, and it was actually found buried next to the construction site of the Scotland Yard. So partially kind of a, a mocking of the police there. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Burying dismembered body parts on the place that would become their headquarters. Um, so the next. Damn. Yeah. The next incident would occur on June 4th of 1889. Um, and this is known as the Elizabeth Jackson murder. So the Elizabeth Jackson murders in June of 1889. On June 4th, a torso was found in the Thames um, and more body parts were found in the following week. Um, again, if you're squeamish, yeah. this is this is probably the most gruesome Tap part. Out. Yeah. yeah um, it's an excerpt from the London Times issue published on June 11th, 1889. Um, quote goes, Remains found so far are as follows. Tuesday, left leg and thigh off Battersea. Lower part of the abdomen at Horsley Down. Thursday, the liver nine, the liver near Nine Elms. Upper part of body in Battersea Park. Neck and shoulders off Battersea. Friday, right foot and part of leg at Wandsworth. Left leg and foot at Limehouse. Saturday, left arm and hand at Bankside. Buttocks and pelvis off Battersea. Right thigh at Chelsea Embankment. And yesterday, right arm and hand at Bankside. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. That's at least two people, right? No, it's still just one person. That's one person? Mm-hmm. It's a Holy lot of pieces. shit. And it's a puzzle I would not like to have to put together. Hell no. Yeah. But somebody had to do it um, because the coroner... What the fuck? <laughs> the coroner who matched all of the body pieces to one another um, is the one who made the crucial realization that whoever was committing these murders had to have some sort of anatomical knowledge. So again, this all came from one, warm- one woman. Why? Just one person. Because um, they know how to use Because they saw? know how to... Be- well, because it was dissected in such a way that it was easier. 
because there's parts of your body like in dexter is like there's no blood (laughs) <laughs> well because parts of your body yeah. are going to be harder to cut through like you can't cut through yeah. bone it's going to be easier if you know where the joints are you know where the bones oh, okay. are in your body and they had done that mm-hmm. hmm. um, which of course narrowed down their suspect pool um to anybody with any sort of anatomical knowledge and the coroner wrote this in Maybe his it report was a medical student oh oh it's still just a medical student praying <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> Worst prank ever. They're like, look how much we know about the human body. We know exactly where to cut. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, The coroner wrote this in his report, quote, The division of parts showed skill and design, not, however, the anatomical skill of a surgeon, but the practical knowledge of a booker booker of a butcher or a knacker and a knacker. Of a librarian. (laughs) A librarian. A knacker is somebody who takes care of like dead animal carcasses. Like, if your horse dies, they chop them up for you and take them off. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, um, there is a great similarity between the condition as regarded cutting up of the remains and a, and that of those found at Rainham and at the new police building on the Thames Embankment, a.k.a. they're pretty sure that uh, all of these murders were committed by the same person because they have similar cutting patterns. Hmm. That was the coroner report. Even the ones from all the way back in mm-hmm. the... In the 18... What is it? 1884 was the first murder. And so they even... They, like, knew the cuts from then were the same? Mm-hmm. Dang. Showed the, like, same same level of knowledge, same skill. Wow. Um, and while the head of the victim was never found, she was identified as Elizabeth Jackson, a sex worker from Chelsea, who was actually eight months pregnant at the time. Oh, Jesus. I know. Obviously, nothing good. Um, but if you fuck? want some at least positive aspect... Elizabeth's death did help the police narrow down the suspect list to those with anatomical knowledge. Um, And she's also the one who linked all of these murders together because before it was unknown (sighs) if these were all committed by the same person because you just have two murders to compare from. But when you add that third in, you can kind of Hmm. connect the dots a little bit better. Hmm. Um, I don't think that's really a silver lining. Well, you know, I mean, yes, her death was (laughs) awful and gruesome and horrible. But it did help police kind of narrow down the suspect pool. You never want another victim, but the more victims you have, the more usually that you have in the case, the more knowledge you have about the case and like the killer himself and like how he kills. Yeah. Anyways. um, Lastly, in the canonical murders of the Thames River Torso Killer. This is a killer for my... This is wild. I'm... What? I was going to say, this is hard, so hard for me to pronounce everything. I feel like I talk too That's fast sometimes. Said? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a killer, killer talking episode for me because I don't know. I feel like I talk too fast and then my tongue can't keep up with my brain. So then I just spew gibberish all the time. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, the canonical murders of the Thames, Tor- Thames River Torso Killer um the last murder is the pension street torso murder on september 10th 1889 police find the headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman under a railway arch at pension street Whitechapel. um they can tell from the scene that the woman's remains were discarded there and she was murdered and dismembered somewhere else there's no blood at the scene still no head um, right that's what you said yeah headless and legless um she has her arms though extensive bruising above Silver the victim extensive bruising about the vic- the victim's back hip and arm indicated that she had been severely beaten shortly before her death mm. um which had also occurred approximately one day prior to the discovery of her torso so she likely was 
held captive and beaten the day before and then murdered the second day. Did we see that in the other ones? Were no. they beaten too? No, just um, this one? No, it. I didn't see it noted anywhere, but that's not to say that they weren't bruised. I don't. No. Maybe I just didn't find that. But okay, that was not noted but in any of the one, other they ones. They know that she was probably mm-hmm. like she held was... captive and beaten. Yes, Jeez. she was beaten at least a day before her her death, and maybe mm. she wasn't captive. I don't know. Um, okay, yeah. But yeah. the victim's abdomen was also extensively mutilated in a manner reminiscent of the Ripper, although her genitals had not been wounded. So if you know was anything that, thing that the Ripper did, yeah, if you know anything about okay. the Ripper, he was notorious for mutilating the genitals of his victims, but also just mutilating them in general. Um, oh. And that's one of the major differences in the MOs of these two killers, because they're operating at the same time in London. Hmm. Um, but that's kind of the differentiation between these two killers is that Jack the Ripper is incredibly like violent and, and mutilates his victims, whereas the Thames River Torso Killer, this is the first victim that he's mutilated. He typically will just dismember them Hmm. which is i guess still mutilation but not the same you know but it's more like calculated Mm -hmm. rather than just like releasing you know violent energy or what yeah yeah yeah. and well jack the ripper wouldn't dismember his victims per se he would almost dissect them in a way but he wouldn't dismember them like the thames river torso killer does if that makes Mm. sense um yeah so that that really sets him apart for police as opposed to a single murderer operating in London at the time. Um, and despite the search of the area, there were no other remains found. They never found more of her body. Um, but from the torso alone, they estimated her to be about 30 to 40 years old. Um, and there's some speculation in the newspapers that the body belonged to a woman named Lydia Hart who had disappeared. Um, but this is actually refuted after she was found covering in a hospital after quote, a bit of a spree. She was just drunk. <laughs> she was drunk and got reported as missing, so it wasn't her. Oh but... God, Jesus! <laughs> imagine, imagine you're like passed out drunk and you wake up and everybody thinks you're a dismembered thinks... torso. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, so really, out of the four canonical murders, uh, only one victim was ever identified, um, and none of the victims' heads were ever found. So. When the that was the most wait no, the most recent one was the one that was identified. Um, no, it was the... Or the second most. The one that had a million body parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, that was... That was Elizabeth. That was the sex worker. Mm-hmm. Damn. Shit, man. Do you think that's because they had the whole body? Did they not have the head for that one? No, they didn't have her head for that. But they still um, were able to... Mm-hmm. Probably because she was also eight months pregnant, so that would have made mm. her kind of stand out a little bit more. Yeah, um, true. Especially as a sex worker being pregnant. Uh-huh. And it's also too, it's possible too that maybe she could have had tattoos or, or something. Cause at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. um, back then they were called prostitutes, but like sex, sex, sex workers were often, um, the only people with like tattoos and things like that. Sex workers mm. and criminals quotes. I put that in yeah, quotes, yeah. criminals. Um, those were typically the people who people had tattoos back in that time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That would be definitely helpful to identify someone. Mm hmm. Um, so really out of the four canonical murders, one victim identified and the heads found, and it makes you wonder if he keeps the heads as trophies. Cause again, we don't really know. Um, but I don't know. A lot of killers do that though, to like relive their fantasies in some sick way. They take like article of clothing, photos. I wouldn't want a body part. I'd rather take no. an article of clothing cause then it's not going to get all. <laughs> he said, disgusting. if I was a murderer, I think yeah. I would take, bro. I mean, just like. 
that's gross. Like it's I gonna guess. get all rotten and nasty. Like yeah. that's disgusting. Well, I mean, we don't know what he's doing with them. Pickling them. Pickling. That's what I was gonna Jesus. say. <laughs> oh no. Just hear those bones are jingling. Cannibals pickling too. <laughs> so good anyways um he could have kept the heads to bury them or burn them because again 1880 is hard to hard to identify anyone anyways so if you take their heads they're probably never going to be identified so he probably just disposed of them in another in another manner Mm -hmm. to keep it separate from the bodies so they wouldn't be put together um and if that was the goal i mean he accomplished it they only ever identified elizabeth so Mm mm-hmm um, okay, so those were the canonical cases, the cases we know were done by a single killer, aka the Thames Torso Killer. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about the murders that are associated with him, but not we're not entirely sure if he did them. Um, these are murders that could have been done by the Thames Torso Killer, but police feel or felt in the 1880s that there wasn't enough evidence to really link them together. But looking back at it now, a lot of people associate these with him. Um, hold on. I could feel it. I held that in for a while. It was brewing. <laughs> it was. Anyways, um, the first associated murder is the Battersea Mystery. The Battersea Mystery is the name given to two unsolved murders that took place in London in 1873 and 1874. Mm. Um, so 10 years before the first known murder by the Thames Torso Killer. Killer. Okay. Um, on the but it's still in the same area. Yes, still in everything is still in London. Okay. Um, this is just ten years prior to his first known murder. Um, September fifth, eighteen seventy three, the left quarter of a woman's torso was discovered by a Thames police officer near Battersea, which is a, a borough of London. Um, shortly thereafter, a right breast was found at Nine Elms, a head at Limehouse, and a left forearm at Battersea, and a pelvis at Woolwich. Um, until almost a complete body of a dismem- dis- dismembered woman had been found. Gosh, I cannot talk today. Sorry, I was not listening. I I, I was thinking about burrows, like <laughs> like if they're like moles or something, or like Bitch. hobbits. Okay. But did you say, I heard you say a bunch of body parts. Was there mm-hmm. a head in there? Yes, they did find they a did head. They did find a head? Oh, yep. okay. Um, again, they found all of these different pieces until most of a complete body had been found. Um, huh. Her nose and chin had been cut from her face and her head had been scalped. Nose and chin. Do you think that was to make it harder to identify? Maybe. I mean, again, like, we don't know. Those are weird-ass trophies, the nose and the chin. Yeah. And her scalp. And her... Oh, my God. I mean, maybe it was to, n- to not be able to identify her, but maybe, again, it was also just trophies or, you know, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, nine months later, on June... 1874 the dismembered body of a female was discovered in the river river thames at putney which is again another part of london Mm -hmm. um this corpse didn't have a head both arms were missing and only one leg was attached to the torso um and the body had been treated with lime before being thrown into the river which is different from the rest treated with lime Mm -hmm. i don't know l-y-m-e l-i-m-e lime I, I don't know. Maybe I just spelled it wrong, but I'm, I don't know. Isn't that like a preserving agent? I know there's like lime that you put on like your roof to kill moss. Hmm. And then there's also, you know, like a lime. Yeah. But I don't know. Doesn't but anyways, matter. Something, it, some, something weird. Yeah. It made this one stand out. That's, he didn't do this with the rest of his victims. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, both cases were never spo- uh, never solved despite monetary rewards for information. Um, hmm. And they remain unsolved to this day. Uh, the next associated murders are the Tottenham Court Road and Bedford Square Mysteries. Um, the Tottenham Court Road mystery was reported by the London Times on October 24th, 1884, um, which is five or six months before the first like confirmed murder. Because, um, again, he, he killed... He killed earlier in 1884. I believe May 1884 is his first confirmed kill. This one is five to six months later. I mean, it's gruesome. This whole thing is gruesome, but this one is especially gruesome. Um, The article reports that a woman's skull with flesh still attached and a chunk of flesh from a thigh bone were the only body parts found at this location. So they just found chunks of her. Jeez. That sounds more like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But the, um, the first two, that seems plausible that 10 years before they would still be learning or like, you know, because the head's still there, but it seems because yeah. they're dismembered, mm-hmm. that seems more realistic to be just like learning his MO or whatever Yeah. than the six months after the first kill that was dismembered and mm-hmm. head was not found. So I yeah. feel like this one's less likely to be the same person. Maybe. I could see that. Um, but near Tottenham Court Road in Bedford Square, a woman's arm was found in a parcel, like a little package. Oh, what the hell? Um, this arm had been tattooed, showing that it might have belonged to a sex worker. Because like, like mm-hmm. I said before, um, typically these were the people who were tattooed back in that time. Where was the parcel? Where was the package? What is... Oh, Jesus. Let me get to it. And a human torso was found in a parcel by police in 33 Fitzroy Square five days later. The parcel was believed to have appeared between the hours of 10 and 10.15 in the morning. Um, and 33 Fitzroy Square is actually a hospital and podiatry medical school. Oh, my God. They left it at a foot doctor hospital. Fuck. <laughs> They're like, fix it up. Fix it up. This torso, because, you know, that's what help. foot doctors are for. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong Anyways. with this person? Like, and they actually had, they had another parcel delivered to them containing the right arm, the right foot, and the left foot. Okay, at least they got and the And the right forearm of... A single individual, which was another victim. A different one? What the fuck? This is weird. He's just sending parts places. Okay, this... I mean, that that seems like it would be the same person. Though. That's very, like, classic murderer, though. Yeah. To chop up your victim and then mail it to somebody. Not classic murderer. Classic no, serial but that's killer, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Classic... Yeah. That's serial killer behavior. Definitely. <laughs> that's like something you'd see in a movie. Like, it sounds fake. Yeah. Seven. It'd be a good plot line, though. Males. What's in the box? <laughs> you know what's in the fucking box. The only thing going through my head right when you said that was snakes on a plane. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. <laughs> what's All I in know the box? Is that there's snakes on snakes the plane. Snakes on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, lastly, we mean? have. There's snakes on a plane. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> lastly, we have the Les Mystères de Montrogue and Lambeth Mystery. Um, in his 2002 books, uh, The Thames Torso Murders of Victorian London, Michael Gordon suggests that there may be a link to a murder in Paris in 1886, hmm. um, as well to another murder in 1902. So again, Is these 1886 are... right after the first confirmed? Yeah. So the first confirmed murder was 1884 and then another one in 1887. So this would have okay. been right before the second one. Hmm. Um, How far is Paris from London? Is that... Right next to it. It's like I don't a train right know. away. I mean, okay. everything in Europe is fairly close. Yeah, I did know that, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, okay, that's possible. 
so he this this author michael gordon links the thames torso killer to this murder in paris as well as another murder in london in 1902 um, in November 1886, a woman's torso was found on the steps of the Montreux Church in Paris, um, and she was missing her head, legs, right arm, left breast, and uterus. Hmm. Um, in June of That's 1902, different. a woman's torso was found in Salaman- Salamanca Alley. I probably said that wrong. Whatever. In an alley in Lambeth, London. Um, and those are all murders lo- loosely associated with the Thames Torso Killer, but again can't directly be linked dang which i guess like okay hold on let me go back like loki all of those sound plausible hmm well i don't know i mean i'm i was just looking through because there's just random body parts everywhere so i guess i don't even know how many actual victims this man had Mm -hmm. i mean from from what we know or from what i've read for technically those four confirmed murders but sounds like like they're just getting they're just getting random pieces everywhere so how Mm -hmm. do you make sure that all of those pieces just belong to one person you know yeah because you said it was cut like they got the torso and then they cut below the knee Mm -hmm. so like you can't there's no like connection that you can find there and if they're like relatively if they're relatively the same like skin tone like yeah like he could have or killed he could have killed like five people and and sent their body parts different places or he could have killed 25 people like we don't know like each body part could have been from a different person i mean theoretically if we're going to yeah go into the hypotheticals true. here but i don't know again i don't really know how many murders this this person did huh anyways um but these are these are only loosely associated because the mo the modus operandi is so different between these murders and the canonical four um again with like the sending in the packages and the like mutilation um their heads are left on and the cuts as described are as being rougher and not as well done as the canonical four Hmm. um like this person didn't have the same anatomical knowledge were those the earlier ones or did that apply to even the 1902 one even those so the canonical four are all known to be done by the same person all of these other ones that i've talked about so far for some reason or another they just can't officially be associated Hmm. so okay in the mutilation of sexual organs in like those associated cases um Mm. like the missing breast and the missing uterus of the last victim um, the mailing the dismembered dismembered limbs to the podiatry hospital they're just so far from what we see carried out in the canonical murders yeah because he buried it like at the at the what was going to be the police station in the mm-hmm. Scotland Yard, he buried a leg, but yeah. he didn't like put it in a package, and he wasn't mailing anything. Yeah, and there wasn't the same type of mutilation. There was a little bit of mutilation in the last canonical victim, um, but not this like dissection. Hmm. If it makes sense. Yeah, because the uterus, you got to take that shit out. Like, mm-hmm. and same with the like excising the breast, like mm-hmm. chopping off the limbs makes more sense because it makes the body easier to carry like it's movable that mm-hmm. way but maybe they have like, really big boobs or something oh my god jesus so i need to part this out jesus why are you say part it out like it's a fucking car i could sell these <laughs> oh my god uh, heartless uh, jesus christ breastless <laughs> 
I'm going to turn your mic off. Huh. Anyways, um, I personally don't think that these are murders carried out by the Thames Torso murder or murderer. Um, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I guess there are arguments that could be made for the opposite. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that early one, the, the, the 10 years prior to 1884, mm-hmm. I think that one, the, the two... What is it? The mystery? The 1873 and 1874. I don't remember what they're called. The but... something mystery. That one seems like it could be. It could be mm-hmm. um, the Thames Torso Killer. Um. Oh, because the Battersea it, Mystery? Yeah, the Battersea Mystery. That one seems like both of those could be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I could the most see that. reasonable one, I would say. I think there were probably so many active murderers back at that time. Because, again, it's so oh. hard to be caught. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. Anyways, that's my case for the week. That was good. We need a good news story after that. Definitely. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was pretty, that no, was the pretty one, gruesome. <coughs> the, the sex worker that was dismembered, you're just like, her head was cut off. Her limbs were cut <laughs> off. Her... <laughs> Jesus. It was so many parts. Like, how many parts in total was that? It was like head, like torso. Eight or nine. Hands, right? Hands, forearms. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, was the Hedgehog Village um, pre-re-upload? Because you could definitely cover that again. Because I want to hear about that again. What one? Sorry. The I'm Hedgehog look- Village. Oh. That was dope. Mm, I'm going to have to double check. I'll save that one. Because I keep like sure. referencing it. Okay. I'll do it. I'm Hedgehog pretty sure it's... Or whatever. Modus operandi. It's a Italian word for mode of operation. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Okay, so since since we're doing some English murders, I thought we'd do an English good news story. We actually we haven't done good news stories the past like few episodes, I think. No. <laughs> well, to well yeah. to be fair, the past few episodes mm-hmm. were a little bit lighter, I think. Well, the cannibal like, clan. Cannibals weren't real. Those those. Oh, were that's myth. not fair though. The bulldozer, I guess, was kind of heavy, but nah, I mean, it was it was, it was we had fun with light it. and airy. <laughs> it was a fun family story. Yeah. <laughs> but um, since since we did British murders today, I wanted to do a British good news story. Oh, brof, what's the good this news? This is titled "Prickly Business: The Hedgehog Highway That Knits a Village Together." Ah, uh, was from the Hell Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> from the Guardian by Phoebe Weston. Hedgehogs are lactose intolerant. This is the first lesson from my village safari around Kirtlington in Oxfordshire, home to the UK's longest volunteer-run hedgehog highway. Ah! What did I say last time? How did they drink their mommy milk? How did they drink their mama's milk? <laughs> it just doesn't have lactose, but it's really yeah. cool. Um, so what? It, I'll, we'll post pictures on the Instagram too, and we'll put them up on the screen for you, for all of you guys watching the video episodes. But. Um, Basically, this man was realizing that hedgehogs were going, like, kind of extinct. Like, hedgehogs were were dying because they were being trapped in people's gardens and in different areas around the um, around the city. I honestly didn't know they live in the wild. Like, yeah. for some reason, I just assumed they were just pets. <laughs> because I had a but... pet, pet hedgehog? No, just because I've, like, never, I don't know, I've never thought, of, thought about them as being, like, a wild animal. Yeah, they live in forests. Yeah, they live in forests in Europe, but also in Africa, in the desert. That's cool. That's I had crazy. a pet hedgehog. Her name was Henrietta. 
I loved her so much. Anyways, um, so basically this guy realized that um, he that there were hedgehogs that were, you know, being injured and, and things like that. So he got together the entire town and they made a hedgehog village, basically. So we'll post pictures, like I said, but there's like little, they're almost like little cat doors cut out into people's fences so that the hedgehogs can like run freely through people's yards to get to so different cool. areas. They have their own little bridge systems so that the hedgehogs can like safely cross roads and things like that. It is literally so cute. They have all these like little tunnel systems through like stone walls and things. It's so cool. It's amazing. But I thought it was fun. Oh my God. Um, They also have like little stairs up to like the holes that are cut out in the fences and stuff like that. It's so cute. And they're all different because it's like Mm -hmm. they didn't just like stock put like a piece of pipe somewhere. They just like. Yeah. It's like everybody. It's like a little stone arch. Yeah. Out of a cutout like wood um, fence. Or they cut the wood fence and Mm -hmm. then they put like little stones to make a little arch so cute and then there's like ramps and it's so crazy yeah that would totally um, like unite the neighbors though you know mm-hmm. it, it has so fun mm-hmm. i'll read this last quote from the article um cartlington's hedgehog highway is an added eccentricity in the village but it needn't be unusual along with cricket pitches pubs cricket pitches and hubs pubs oh my god pubs (laughs) hedgehog pub (laughs) hedgehog highways could become part of the furniture of village life all over the country you can positively you can feel oh my god i seriously can't talk you feel you can positively do something and there's satisfaction in that says powell's the guy it's the guy who started the the hedgehog project but that's sweet i know Uh, i miss henrietta r.i.p anyways that's my case for the week that was sweet. The the murder or the hedgehogs? The hedgehogs. Okay. <laughs> the murder was horrible. Yeah, I think it's we... too many body parts. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Not have... murder people. <laughs> That's true. But if I thank was, God for... I wouldn't cut them up. Well, thank God for like DNA testing and stuff now. At least if I was murdered, you'd be able to know it was me. Mm. Would they though? Yeah. A lot of people are falsely imprisoned, though, off of that, off of DNA. Yeah, but not victims. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. A lot of there's there's fewer, fewer cases of um, falsely identified victims. So anyways, and on that note, that's dope, though. We say our goodbyes. Good night to you all. Do we have a normal goodbye? No, I was going to try and do a poem there, but I don't rhyme oh, i shit. can't rhyme good night good night torso good night arms <laughs> what did i say good night head um we cannot identify because we don't have it i don't know what did i say in the satanic tea episode mm, mm-hmm, mm. good night owl good night moon good night Oh, I said good night, owl. Good night, crow. Good night, testicles that will not yeah, grow. Yeah, that's what it was. Because they made tea that made you infertile. Yeah, that was funny. Anyways, and on that note, see ya. Peace. <laughs> I'll go piss, bro. Urgency. And now, Archive would like to present a new segment titled A Sense of Urgency. <laughs> How to hold in your... How to hold in your piss to get tasks done faster with your host, Bailey. Oh my god, did I tell you I almost pooped myself on the way here from school? Yeah, you did. You texted me. (laughs)
I couldn't. Oh god, I cannot focus on anything. I'm blind and so driving. Uh, what, what happened to sense of urgency? Which is not, not a good hey, thing to have while you're driving. I've already said it, this does not apply when you're driving. Sense of really? urgency. Yes, I said that in the other episode. Sense of urgency doesn't apply while you're driving. That's good. It only it applies when That's you have dangerous. another task to focus on because when you're driving you have to be focused on driving but like mm. i could yeah i focus on the music wait that's not even at all what i was trying to explain i meant to say when you're driving you can like zone out like there's nothing to focus on you know because it's so it's like muscle memory now like you know how to drive just like instinctually now i do Okay, I do most of the time too, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like you have to have another task to like take your mind off of the urge of having to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which gives you the sense of urgency. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're driving, you can't do, really do that. Yeah, yeah, you have to just be focused on how much you have like, to pee. You can't like pace around or... Yeah. Which is, which is not good. Like I don't like pacing around when I have to pee really bad. I don't understand that about you. I it's don't so pace. Weird. I just... <laughs> I don't pace. Like you I just, just sit, sit there and you just like, do you pace inside your mind? No, I just focus on whatever task I'm doing. That's, I can't do that And then it gives me regularly. a sense of urgency to finish the task because I'm like, oh, I can't pee until I finish this thing. <laughs> That's torture. Sometimes I break down and I, I go pee, but. No. That sounds like some kind of Guantanamo Bay shit. Like <laughs> you can't pee until you finish this task. Until you break these rocks up or well, something. Well, guess what, Guantanamo? You're not getting inside this head. I already, I already do that. <laughs> what is this a daycare? Okay. <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. What is this a daycare? Oh my god. Anyways, my case this week. I want to get to my case. Okay. Anyways, okay. My case this week is Casper's non-existent dingleberries. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not doing a case. Oh my this god! Week. Did I tell you I almost? Avocado. And then they fit together. Feel the avocado. Guacamole. Anyways. Guacamole. Okay, switching legs. Um. <laughs>